Welcome to another exciting episode of the Start Down Podcast. It's been a while since we've had a solo episode, but I got to go solo for this topic because it's Italian American Heritage Month. I'm actually recording this on Columbus Day, so I'm super excited about that. This will be coming out soon. And, you know, ironically, we've had a string of great guests. I mean, just just all sorts of great guests, and I hope you've been enjoying that. Uh, if you have, um, given the podcast a review on wherever platform you listen, Spotify, Apple, uh, would be greatly appreciated. And more importantly, sharing it with someone would be even more appreciative if you really enjoyed it, uh, kind of sharing the podcast out and sharing the great guests. And I hope you're getting entrepreneurial lessons, right? That, that's the whole idea of this podcast is kind of share wisdom of people who are going through the journey, who've been through the journey on different levels of the journey, all sorts of different things to kind of share their stories. And, and really, hopefully, this becomes a resource uh, for people to be able to learn and get from. And, you know, I want to go back and talk about my Italian Heritage Month podcast last year was one of my highest episodes, highest rated episodes. Um, and I've also been posting a lot about Italian American heritage and what it means and uh, incorporating it into your business. I've been doing Forget About It Fridays where I give kind of tips uh, that are like, hey, forget about it. This is what you should do to be great in your business. Um, and I've really been leaning into the Italian sort of portion of my heritage and and what it means to me. And it's really not a business tactic as much as a, a level, level, if you will, of authenticity. I really want to share that part of me because it's such a big part of me. Why hide it, right? Like why hide it and not share it? Um, I want to share it. It does shape some of the ways in which I do business, some of the goals I have, some of the things I do, how I treat my employees, how I treat my clients. I mean, you know, being like family uh, and, and sort of coming in that realm. So the idea behind what Italian American heritage means is not just, uh, you know, that I have roots that lead back to the motherland, if you will, or if I have roots that lead back to Italy. Um, it's how the roots have grown here in America. I mean, really, the lessons, the things we've learned, uh, how we've come over. You know, my great grandparents came over immigrants, and what that meant for my grandparents and my parents and me. Uh, now, as you know, third generation here, kind of assimilating, if you will, uh, or becoming a part of the American dream uh, and being a part of that, and really what it means to be an immigrant. You know, I, I can't relate to that because you know I could speak about it. I've heard the stories, but I mean, I was born and raised here in America, right? So. Some people may even say I'm more American than I am Italian just because of, you know, living my whole life here in, in the United States and being, you know, third, like I said, third generation. Um, but we know how important it is, too, to hold on to our heritage. And I am and I love being from America. I love things about this country and the freedom we have and the opportunities to, to be entrepreneurs and to do the things that we do to feel safe in our homes. I mean, we have a lot of great privileges here in the United States. And I know from traveling to other countries uh, where that's not as readily available to everybody. Um, what a great blessing that is, right? And I think seeing that firsthand has, has had a big impact on my life. Um, but more importantly, it's, it's also not giving up on where you come from. Obviously, um, born and raised in South Florida, so immigrants and, and the immigrant community is nothing new. I mean, growing up, I had friends that were very much uh, immigrants or came from another country, uh, especially, you know, South America, Cuba, the Caribbean. I mean, a lot of, a lot of friends growing up. Um, and coworkers and people I've done business with, you know, a lot of first generations here, even as a teacher too, got to meet a lot of different people who immigrated from all over the world, uh, not just South America and the, the Hispanic community, but I had students that came from Israel. I mean, you know, from everywhere. Uh, so I had a really great opportunity in sort of teaching different students there and experiencing those things. So one of the things though, that you see is it, it is a struggle, I think, and in, in a lot of the immigrants um, that I've had the opportunity to work with people who, who've come here from another country, come to America for better opportunity. It's that tough pull sometimes too between, hey, I don't know, do I become more American? Do I hold on where I came from? Do I fight for my culture? Um, or do I have to give certain things up and, and become this way? And then I think 
uh, us Americans, if you will, who've been here for a long time. It's, you know, hey, this is America. This is where we live. This is what we do. Uh, there's a pride with that. But then there's also sort of that throwback to who we are culturally. And I think more and more, and and I don't know, I mean, this could be a perspective thing, but I really do feel like my generation, uh, if you will, and, you know, like I said, I'm I'm sort of that uh, Gen X, you know, right, right there on the Gen X millennial border, if you will. But my generation, I think very much uh, has wanted to sort of identify and hold on to our culture and hold on to our heritage, especially from the Italian perspective. Some do, some don't, and I, and I think that's okay. But I think there's there even if it's a little thing you identify with, right? Um, for some people, being Italian just maybe be like, hey, I talk my hands a lot. I'm Italian. That's the identity to their culture, right? Or it's uh, you know, hey, we do family dinner every Sunday, and that's the connection to our Italian culture. Um, it may be the clothes you wear, the language you speak, or the things you do. You know, very often, um, it's even funny. I went to pick my son up the other day from a friend's house. He goes, you're the Italian one, right? Like, like people just know that's who I am. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then the second question is always like, well, have you been to Italy or do you speak Italian, right? Um, and these are things that are an important part of the culture. But I think, too, it's, it, it's more the education and incorporation of who we are. Um, and I think sometimes there comes a question of is, is culture or, or pride in our culture? Are we excluding something? Should we be including more? Um, there's always those things. But I think it's really at the end of the day, it's just about a celebration, right? Um, no Columbus Day, very controversial, um, you know, obviously in, in recent years. But I mean, growing up, that was always a big Italian-American thing, right? Columbus, uh, the founder of America. Uh, and, and, you know, kind of a hero and an explorer and all that. And really the origins of Columbus Day, if, if you researched, it was done to, to show sort of respect to Italian Americans after they gone through a really hard time of trying to assimilate in this country, uh, and being immigrants and being accused of things that they didn't do. It, it was the government's way of saying, Hey, we realize you guys are here. We realize this day is important to you and we want to celebrate it. So there's a lot behind, I think, the cultural celebrations of, of what people are and, and what people do. Um, and I think it really is important that as much as we become a part of the communities we're in, and this could be in business, this could be when it comes to your culture, this could be, you know, religion, whatever it is. I think it's important that we realize we're part of multiple different communities, you know? So maybe if you're if you're Catholic, you're part of the Catholic community, but you're also Italian. So maybe you're part of an Italian American community or you're part of a Hispanic American community or whatever it may be. Um, it, it's being a part of these different communities that you're involved in um, and bringing the different things that you are in there. You know, I think we all identify as different things, right? We all identify as, you know, hey, I'm a dad, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an Italian, I'm a Catholic. Uh, I'm a cigar smoker. I'm a scotch drinker. You know, these are all things that I identify as being a part of me and that I celebrate and some are tied to culture and some aren't. And and it really is, I think, important when we look at sort of the scope of celebrating these things so that we do give people the outlet to do that. And I think that's really important when it comes to any heritage. I don't care if it's Hispanic Heritage Month or Black History Month or uh, Italian American Heritage Month, whatever month it may be. It's really important to understand that that month is about giving those people the opportunity to celebrate it and and for you to participate and learn more about them, right? Um, like I said, in South Florida, big, you know, Hispanic community, Hispanic Heritage Month is very big down here. A lot of celebrations go on. It's also a great opportunity to learn about a lot of different people. So I think it's important that we look at these Heritage Months, and, and, and I've heard some people say this, and I want to talk about this a little bit, that they exclude, well, if you have this Heritage Month, what about this group? Uh, what about that group? Or, you know, da, 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 I posted on on my uh on my facebook about today being columbus day and and somebody put well what about you know uh white heritage day and i'm like listen man i don't make the days i just celebrate <laughs> right but these days are not about a, an exclusivity and i think if if you work the power of google there's a day to celebrate everything i don't care what nationality you are if you like ice cream if it's smile day i mean there seems to be a day or a week or a month for everything if you really want to find it so 
Um, I think, too, the first thing we have to realize is heritage months are not about excluding anyone. They're not about leaving anybody out. They're not about putting, uh, you know, saying, hey, one group is better than the other. Uh, or or we're not we're not putting that information out there because you should be excluding, uh, you know, I want to change your mind and make you be Italian. That's not what Italian-American Heritage is, uh, Month is about. It's not what Hispanic Heritage Month is about. It's about giving people the opportunity to learn. And I think if we if we take away this idea of learning, right? Um, and even even Columbus, um, you know, Indigenous People Day, I know has also been Columbus Day, but uh, a lot of people know November's Indigenous People's Month, right? So there's there's all these different things. What do we participate, though, in to learn more about each other? And I think that's what heritage months are about, you know. Um, I, I, you know, and I'd love to make this podcast just an Italian American heritage uh, podcast, uh, you know, and, and talk about that. But it, it's really about what heritage months are, and I think it's about the inclusion, not the exclusion, right? Um, it's about giving people who are Hispanic or Italian or whatever you may be the opportunity to celebrate, but then also. Uh, how do you bring in people from the outside and include them in there as well to give them an opportunity to experience your culture, uh, to experience the things that make it great? And we've all got stereotypes too, right? Like, let's not deny the stereotype, right? Every ethnicity, I don't care who you are, what what you are, you have a stereotype. Now, there's some people that lean into the stereotypes, and there's some people that hate the stereotypes, uh, and there's some people that get angry about the stereotypes. You just got to figure out where you live. Uh, in that and 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 that's okay right but i think these heritage months are also too about breaking down some of those stereotypes and giving people the opportunity to share things that like yeah that stereotype about us is true uh and, but this is why it's important to us or hey that stereotype about us is not true and this is why we're offended and we don't like it i mean you really got to look at it from i think the idea of who you want to be though and when we look at heritage months don't miss the opportunity too, to celebrate it and that may be something as simple as creating a social on social media uh, a post on social media sharing you know someone else's post i mean it's important to share these things cuz that shows too that you're a part of your community um and i think you know and this is something to be honest with you i struggle with you know does where does business and personal and your feelings and political agendas and all these other things you know i i'm not a political guy I try to kind of stay away from that. I don't talk about it on social media because for me, it's it's two things. Number one, I don't think I know enough about the subject to speak intelligently on it. And secondly, um, it's just not something I'm interested in or, or, or passionate about. I think, you know, things go either way. I think people on both sides are right and wrong on both sides. And, you know, I kind of land somewhere in the middle. Um, so that's, that's, you know, what I do. But I don't feel the need to broadcast it. That's not a fight I want to fight. Um, so for me, I don't talk about political stuff, but when it comes to business and entrepreneurship, I like talking about that. I like breaking down the stereotypes in entrepreneurship and inspiring people and motivating them and trying to help them. So that's what my social media is geared towards. Um, being Italian is something I love. I do want to share that heritage. And I think everybody who knows me, uh, either through social media or if you know me personally, you know, being Italian is a big part of that, right? Going out to dinner, breaking bread, sharing parts of the Italian culture with people um, is a big thing about who I am. I enjoy that. I enjoy sharing that message and enjoy sharing those things. So I think when it comes to heritage and culture, it's important no matter which month it is that we're recognizing something that we're focused on giving people the opportunity to be heard, but more importantly, that we're learning from the people and the information that they're putting out there. And if we're doing that, that's where the real growth comes in. And that's not just in a heritage month, that's in everything that you do. Because a lot of times when we look at something from the outside, whether it's someone's successful than us or not, as, uh, someone's more successful than us or not as successful as we are, or they're in a different place in life, Whatever it may be, if we put the effort into learning more, if we put the effort into understanding who who you know everyone else is, uh, and more importantly, if you put the effort into saying, "Hey, 
I know it's Italian American Heritage Month, and I know you're Italian. I, I just want to say I appreciate everything you're sharing. I wish you a good month. Or if it's Hispanic Heritage Month and you see someone posting about that, comment on it, engage with it. Um, have that opportunity to share uh, in the celebration. It's not an exclusivity thing. No one's trying to exclude you and not bring you in. It's it's an opportunity to, to really come party with us. You know, come celebrate with us. Uh, come come enjoy with us, come engage with us uh, and, and celebrate that culture. And that's what Heritage Months are really about. So, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that. That's kind of what I want to spend the, the first half of this podcast on, if you will, was kind of talking about that. Now, as we move into the second half of the podcast episode, I want to talk about what it means for me to be Italian. Um, and, you know, this is something that uh, is interesting because I do um very much enjoy being italian you know if you if you come over my house and and it's a saturday or sunday night and we're making family dinner odds are you know there's italian music playing in the background you know dean martin frank sinatra even the old italian ballads you know the the uh, italian american singers but then also you know we play music from italy and classic italian music and and things you may hear in an italian restaurant um but it's a big part of the everyday culture in my house and i and i've done that for two reasons one i just enjoy it it's something i enjoy it's relaxing uh, it puts me at ease. Um, my parents didn't play that type of music that much as a kid, but they did They did play it a good amount and they exposed me to it, which I liked. Um, and I wanted to expose my kids to it as well. The other thing is, is that, you know, giving my kids a sense of culture of what it means to be Italian and then giving them the opportunity to make that whatever they want it to be, you know? So I do want to share the traditions with them of the music, the food, uh, the traditions, the different things that we do, why we eat certain foods, what they mean, um, you know, you know, why do a lot of things have beans in them? A lot of things are are immigrant foods. You know, when you look at uh, you know, macaroni and peas or uh, macaroni and chichi beans, whatever, whatever. Maybe a lot of the classic Italian dishes that you get now are, and you know, you'll you'll pay fifty, sixty bucks for them in a Ita- really good Italian restaurant. But that was peasant food. That was peasant food. Any any a lot of the pasta dishes that you get in a restaurant that have peas and some of these different things in it. You know, yes, that comes from the old country. That's how they make a lot of things. But more importantly, when they came to America, they didn't have a lot of money, so they used what little bit they had to try to recreate these dishes. I mean, these were these were simple things that were made by poor Italian immigrants uh, that have stayed. And it's funny how when you know we go, my wife is is will go to an Italian restaurant and be like, "This is I, I can make this at home. They're charging that much for that. Like I can't believe this, this is." This is, you know, simple things that we make. And and we call it peasant food because it was, you know, when the poor Italian immigrants came over, that's what they ate. But now they become memories and traditions and and things that our grandmothers used to make and our great-grandmothers that they used to share with us. Um, and now they become, you know, kind of a, a staple, if you will, and, and something that we really enjoy. So a lot of the food, too, is rooted not just in, in hey, this is just something to eat and it's Italian because it's got sauce on it. Um, it's rooted in... You know, when people came to this country and didn't have a lot to work with, how did they how did they provide meals? How did they still create the meals that they used to eat at home and doing that and having that ability? So it's important too, I think, in, in Italian culture, uh, for me to share that with my kids and be able to bring that in. The other thing is when it comes to Italian culture, when it comes to to sort of being Italian, if you will, is the idea of what it means to kind of have that place in in the home. And to not deny that, to not deny that and say, hey, yeah, we're Italian and and it just is what it, it is. I really want that to be something that we bring in and is a big part of our family and is a big part of who we are. So if it's more than just, you know, kind of like I said, sitting down and having something to eat, then it's a bigger part of who we are and what we're doing. And that's really important. That for me is key in having that that sort of an opportunity, that opportunity to have something that's greater than that opportunity to have something that's greater than just me, 
that opportunity to have something that's greater than just you know our house, that opportunity to share something with my kids that's greater than and show them that they're a part of something, right? Because uh, it's a tradition, you know, they share with my parents and my in-laws uh, and my my grandparents and my great-grandparents. It's it's things that, that we've been able to share in. Um, and I want them to be able to share in that, but not just because we did it in our house, but because it's part of something bigger, because it's a part of our Italian culture, because it's a part of who we are and what we do. And I think it's really important to incorporate that and, and give my kids that exposure to it. So that's the family aspect of things. Now let's talk about business. Now let's talk about entrepreneurship. How do I bring my Italian thing into entrepreneurship? So, you know, being Italian, uh, there's always this stereotype of the mafia. Let's get that out of the way too, right? Everyone thinks, hey, are you in the mob? Uh, you know, even, uh, you know, Mafia Mike has been thrown around a few times or Guido. Um, and there is something to say of the business of the mob, right? Uh, it was a a leadership organization, leadership at the top, soldiers, people delegating things. And I think when we when I go in and consult for a lot of businesses today, um, as much as you knock them, the mafia was bad because they, they they participated in crime, right? But the structure of it was very organized. There was loyalty. There was rules. There was systems. There was processes. If you look at it from a business standpoint, the mafia was brilliant, right? And why was it created? It was created, once again, going back to the immigrant community, not always having the opportunity to, to be successful through the normal channels. They had to find their own. It evolved into some other shady things as time went on. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to justify anything here. But if you look at what made it successful is what I think in business, and 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 even, like I said, being Italian, um, the idea of loyalty and friendship and family. And I think this is true of many cultures. That's not exclusive to Italians. Um, but in business, there, you know, when we look at what it means to be a CEO, right? Um, and, and I kind of have been breaking it down in these three years, chief executive officer, right? If you're a chief, you're you're the leader. Think of them as the mob boss, right? Uh the the chief is in charge. And 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 they said a tradition and a culture and something to believe in. In business, you got to ask yourself, if you're labeling yourself as CEO, are you the leader in your business? Are you the boss in your business? And, and you know, what that means is that people are following you and have a loyalty to you, right? Like I said, the mafia, put the crime thing aside. People follow the mob bosses. If you look at some of these guys who were, who were mob bosses, people were loyal to them. I mean, they were loyal to their mission. They were loyal to what they did because they believed in who they were and what they were doing. The question is, in your business, are you a chief? Are are, are people, are, are you leading your people? Are, are you the director of, of what you're doing? Um, are, are they following you? Think of a chief in a firehouse. He doesn't uh, go in and fight the fire himself. He tells everybody where to go, what to do. He's on the outside, making sure everybody's safe. Are you the chief in your business? And are you bringing sort of that leadership or that quality or that Italian style of leadership where people are believing in what you're doing? And then the other thing is, is you know, are you an executive? You know, one of the things that Italians did very well, and it's funny how it's legal now, sports betting, right? It's very legal. You go to Vegas, it's blown up everywhere. You could, you could sports bet on your on your iPhone right now on an app. Um, but the idea is back in the day, Italians ran numbers. You know, they they did things. I mean, they did a lot of bookkeeping and, and these different things. But if you're in business and you don't know your numbers and, and you don't know how to see who owes you money and who doesn't owe you money, we know in the mafia, they had their own way of collect, collecting. But if you're not an executive of your finances and your business, you are going to be prone to disaster and you're going to be prone to chaos. We really want to focus on not doing that. So that's a little mafia mentality there. And then the, the third is of an officer. We know the mob guys, I mean, they, the soldiers, right? They had soldiers in the mafia. You know, they gave them directions. They went out and did things. They they followed codes. They had rules. They did things. Now, once again, illegal activity, not endorsing that. But you can see how there's this structure in there and what they're doing. Question is, in your business, are you being a chief of those soldiers? Are you giving people orders? Do you trust them? Can they execute on them? Is there systems for them to follow? So 
when we look at kind of like the mafia boss and the CEO, right, being that chief executive officer, a lot of similar traits. But the idea is, are you implementing that in your business? Are you being that chief that that's having people follow you? Are you an executive of your of your numbers and you know what's going on? And you're an officer, are you delegating and giving things out? Odds are, if you're not, you're not in a crew, you're not a part of a family, you're not a part of something, you're not a part of a culture, because you're doing everything on your own. And listen, there's some situations where people are solopreneurs, but if you have people working for you in your business and you're the one doing all the work and you're the one dealing with all the chaos, you you haven't mastered the delegation part of things. And the delegation side of things is something that's so important. Um, and if you look at what, you know, Italian immigrants did when they came to this country was the idea of creating a community. Uh, and you could still visit places like this in Little Italy in New York. But you know what? They didn't stay in Little Italy and only you know keep the Italians there. They went out. They grew. They became a part of society. They 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 got jobs. They helped their kids get smart. They sent them to school. They they started to grow and grow and grow. The idea is, if a lot of entrepreneurs, I think, stay they stay in Little Italy. They stay on the street and the, and they just don't want to grow and go out and go out from that place. It's okay to know where you came from and always go back there. But if you're just staying in the incubator that got you started, if you just stay in the immigrant community and you don't grow and go out and and try to you know, take the sacrifices that people before you make and turn them into something amazing, that's where you miss out. So it's really not about the small, it's about the big. And it's about going after that which is large. It's about going after that which is important. And it's going after that which is going to change who you are and what you do. And if you're not participating in that, if you're not making that happen, that's where you're going to miss out. So hopefully this helped. We talked a little bit about what it means heritage month we talked a little bit about italian in the family and we talked a little bit about italian in the business and and i really think the italian in the business if i could leave you with one thing is um find people to work with find client you know find employees to hire that that you feel are like family and listen that doesn't mean they're perfect right because we all know we got families and not everyone in our family is perfect there's some people we love maybe we love not maybe as much to some people we love but they drive us crazy same is going to be true of employees. So just because employees are like family doesn't mean that they're perfect. But create a business where your employees are like your family. You know, you want to take care of them. You want to do nice things for them. You still have boundaries. You still have certain things. Uh, and maybe extended family is a better thing, right? There's the family in your house, and then there's your extended family. But also, a lot of times when you look at your clients, look at who you want to work with. You know, I hear a lot of people get frustrated with clients and uh, overwhelmed in what they're doing. And that's going to happen, right? That's going to happen in any business model that you do. Clients are going to be, you know, a, a source of headaches, right? That being said, if you're working with people that you love, if you're working with people that are like family, if you're working with people that you're passionate about what they're doing, if you're working with people that you believe in what they're doing, if you have clients, uh, and I don't care whether you're a lawyer or a doctor, uh, a consultant, a coach, uh, whether you're selling widgets or t-shirts or hats, but if your clients, if you, if you love your clients and you really uh, appreciate them and you treat them like their family, you treat them like their family and they're a part of your community and you want to ha- want to have a month to celebrate them employee, uh, you know, customer appreciation month or whatever it may be. That's when you win. When, when, when you create a culture. And I think when we look at being Italian or like I said, these culture months, they give us an opportunity to experience the culture and heritage. Your business should have that same feel as a nationality. I mean, does your, could your business be a month where people look back. And I do a lot of work in the cigar industry. And that's one of the things I love about these companies. Such rich, rich history, dating about sometimes hundreds, 200 years, uh, the history of the company, how things were made, where it started, bringing the product to America, what it means to sell it internationally. There's so much rich history in a lot of cigar companies. Does your business mirror that of something that deserves heritage, something that deserves 
um, a cultural look at? Like, could you have a heritage month for your business? And that's a great question. Could you have a heritage month for your business? Are you creating a company where your customers and your employees are so excited about who you are and what you're doing, they want to celebrate it? Are they loyal to you? Do you have systems and processes in place? Are you doing the things that people are like, hey, I want to be a part of this movement. I want to be a part of what's happening. And if the answer to that is yes, then you are doing the right thing and keep it going. But if the answer is no, that doesn't mean you should give up. Be like, wow, how can I do that? How can I create that? And maybe you've never thought of that. Maybe that's a thought that hasn't even crossed your mind. Like, wait a second. I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. You know, I didn't even think about going through, through, you know, creating a culture within my business or creating heritage within my business. But maybe that's something to consider because culture and business is, man, that could change everything. That could change everything. So I hope you're having a great uh, Italian American Heritage Month. Uh, we're closing out Hispanic Heritage Month. So, so congratulations to them. Hope everyone's having a great Italian American Heritage Month. You're enjoying it. Share with me though. I mean, DM me, message me, email me, whatever it is. Show me something that, that you love about Italian culture. You could be Italian. You could not be Italian. Uh, visit HardcoreItalians.com if you are Italian. They got a lot of great clothing on sale right now uh, for Italian American Heritage Month. They're doing a bunch of great things. So make sure you check them out. Uh, if you use the code, I think it's Mike Ficarra 10, you get 10% off, but you don't have to use my code. Just, you know, whatever you do, just go buy something. Have a good time. Huh? All right. Well, I appreciate you tuning in for more great episodes like this. Visit the for more about me, Mike and forget about it. I will see you on the next episode.